Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. This is one of our core values here at Live. It's probably one of the first core values besides love. This is, this is something we're going to, we, we drill here as a church and uh, no one here is bothered by it because we all embody the spirit. No one here is, oh, we got it. Because if you, if, you, if you respond like that, you don't got it. <laughs> so we're going to talk about it this morning. First scripture, I think I heard it earlier as Alice opened up. Thank you, Alice, for opening. Yes, we love you, Alice. Thank you so much. And thank you, Stephen, Stephen Ivey, for moderating the offering and welcoming our guests. Let's give it up for Stephen Ivey as well. Um, I thought you said you were going to start my time when I announced the, the, the subject. I thought when I said the title, then you start my time. It's already going. I'm still talking. I'm still saying hi to everybody still. We family here, y'all. I'm sorry, we family. First scripture says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. So we see a lowering and we see an elevating. We see a lowering and we see a come up. We see a come down and we see a come up. We see a get down and we see a get up. What's first? Get down. You can go to the next slide. Yep, that's kind of big on there. I'm sorry. Get down is the name of the sermon today. Uh, most of our sermons have all had up in it. Listen up. Hook up was last week. All these ups because I wanted that to be the forefront of your mind. But the Lord said, even through that first scripture, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. He may exalt you in due time. What he's telling us is there's no come up without first a get down. Are you hearing me? This sermon is so important for you all. If you're believing God, who's believing God for a come up this year? I mean... In all areas. Okay, now who's already experienced it in some way? There you go. Yes. Okay. So this can literally stifle or, 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 or uh, erase your come up. It can, it, can, it can almost forfeit your come up if you don't understand this principle of humility. If we do not embrace humility, God will not exalt us. Humble yourselves, God exalts. There's no come up without a get down first. So I don't want us to be confused or disappointed. Like, I went there all year. Ain't nothing coming up in my life. That's the, that's the attitude problem right there. You never got down. So I don't want anybody to miss it. That's why I'm not condemning. I'm not bashing. I don't want you to miss it. And humility is a major key. It is a major key to any come up. Are y'all ready this morning? Are you ready this morning? All right, all right, all right. Humble yourselves uh, under the mighty hand of God. That's something you can do, and he will exalt you in due time. That's something you cannot do. That's something only God can do. But I love that he gives you the privilege of humbling yourselves. That's a a grace. Because he can easily humble you. Has anybody ever been humbled by God? Is it a good feeling? Okay. Because he knows it does not feel good, he asks us kindly, son, daughter, please, before I knock you out, do it yourself. I'm sure you would appreciate your humility process more than you would mine or me allowing the enemy to humble you. Mm. Tell your neighbor, DIY. Yeah, I know y'all don't watch HGTV. Well, that's an own network now, DIY. It means do it yourself. Do it yourself. You shouldn't have to be so arrogant that people have to sit you down. You shouldn't have to be so arrogant that people have to humble you. No, 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 no. Do it yourself. Recognize, okay, that's not, that's not humility. Recognize that's not kind. Recognize that's not graceful. Recognize that's not polite. And I'm just talking about thoughts. I ain't get to your actions or your words yet. You should recognize, ooh, that's not cool. Something in you, the, 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 the spirit of God, your new man should step up like, ah, 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 ah. 
Come on. Get that thought. Take that right back out of there. Something in you. If you don't got that, ah, 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 <laughs> you need to pray just a little bit more. Because that means your old man has preeminence over your new man. If you don't hear that, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, regardless of whether you do it or not, we should all at least hear a warning. Are you hearing me? <laughs> like, yo, at least you all get on with that. Whatever. I, that's how it sounds to me. I don't know how it sounds to you guys. Pastor, I never heard of that. that, that. <laughs> Whatever it sounds like to you, that oh, oh mm-hmm. If that's not a strong voice in your life, then you walk after the flesh more than you walk after the spirit. Because we all hear, uh-uh, let me tell you something. And no, 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 no. We all hear both. But whatever you give more life to has more. I'm thinking about the Titanic when Jack, when Jack was about to, well, he drowned. Jack died. <laughs> Ladies, y'all, at least share that board. We all cold. Share the board. <laughs> She's just leaning on it like, you okay, baby? No. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> that's a that's a marriage uh, that's a that's a living love lesson. Share the board. Okay, you cold for a minute. I'm cold for a minute, but let's both live. The point I'm trying to make is, at the end, she was blowing the whistle when the guard was coming by. Like, she finally got up the wind and the energy and the spirit to be like. Okay, y'all know. I'm just trying to get my acting. I'm practicing my acting. When you pray, you give your spirit man more life, more breath, more energy. People who have little life on their deathbed, they have little breath, little wind. You give wind to what you, what you feed all week. So that's the whistle you hear. You got kind of what I'm saying? The whistle you hear is, the, is you, you give wind to what you serve week every day. If you serve your flesh, all you want to hear is slap them, hit them, cuss them out, leave them. Oh, well, that's the only wind. But when you pray more, when you, when you see God more, your spirit man, like, don't do that. That's a foul. Don't. Tell your neighbor, get your wind up. That's my next sermon. I'm going to preach that Wednesday, maybe. Get your wind up. The Holy Spirit is the wind of God. When you, okay, I'm sorry. When you exercise the things of the Spirit, you get your wind up. Sorry, so get down. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about humility in four areas. Success, disappointments, process, and offense. So... How do I pour humility into success? Success, disappointments, process, and offense. I want to talk about those quickly. My church believes in me. <laughs> Today. You know the true character of a person by how they treat you when they don't need you. So, Successful people usually demonstrate their true character because they don't need too much, they don't need too many things from anybody. Rich people, successful people, you get their real character. If they feel like talking to you, can I get a picture? If they don't feel like it, you're gonna get their true character because you know how someone's true character by how they treat who they don't need. Ooh, this is powerful. Are you saved and smiling on Sundays but rolling your eyes at cashiers at, uh oh, at Publix? Like, thank you, you took all along, I gotta go. Why would y'all treat them like that? Ooh, and you're not even successful, you just, okay. You're just arrogant for no reason. You just, you just mean on the way, which is delaying it. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, don't be mean on the way. Jesus. But 
In the kingdom, the process of success is through humility. Let's look at it. First, the verse after this says, true humility and fear of the Lord lead. 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 It's first. It's in front. When I fear God, meaning I always have a sense that he's here. The fear of God is that conscious mindset that, oh, God is here. He's right here. I know I'm, I know I'm in the car by myself, but he's here. I know I'm, okay. Yeah, I know I feel like I'm by myself, but he's here. You know, there's, even, that's not, there's no such thing as sneaking when you fear the Lord. Because you always have a sense that he's here. He's here. He's here. He's in the corner. Well, matter of fact, he's in me. So I know he's here. So that helps me curve my thoughts, curve my actions, curve my behavior, even when I'm by myself. Because the fear of the Lord ain't got nothing to do with nobody else being around. Come on. There's no success without fear of the Lord. Because I ain't about to give you millions so you can be ratchet in the dark. I need you to be in the dark like he's still here. If I make my bed in heaven, he's here. If I make my bed in hell, he's here. If I can feel him, he's here. If I can't feel him, he's here. I ain't going to show off. I ain't going to act a fool because he's here. That's the fear of the Lord. Respect his presence. Give him praise and give him worship. Respect his. Look at somebody say, put some respect on his name. True humility and fear of the Lord lead. It's in front. People who have no humility have no riches in the kingdom. It leads to riches. Oh, wait a minute. And honor. So some people have riches, but nobody honors them. They didn't get it honorably. I'm not hating on nobody. I'm loving everybody. But if you got a lot of money from selling drugs, it's not honorable. So you could have riches, but not. <laughs> it's cool. I'm not talking about you. God bless you if that's you. I love you. But you can have a certain level of success, but your name be trash. What use is it to have money and nobody like you? What use is it to have riches and nobody respects you? What use is it to have success and you don't influence anybody? But when I'm humble, truly, it leads to riches. Who wants riches? Some of y'all ain't raising your hand. Y'all like, you know your hand want to go up. Your whole body lifted, but not your hand. Their whole body reflex, but they still... riches you know you want it yes my wife just said the honorable way though when you are when you walk in humility I'm not gonna work this too long because I got a lot long way to go but you get true you get riches the honorable way and you preserve your life long life look at what happens when you just humble yourself he ain't talking about what you do yet. He ain't talking about if you're humble and you got a job. If you humble and you serve, he ain't talking about that. If you just have true humility and the fear of the Lord, those are reflexes. Serving is a reflex. Uh, kindness is a reflex and favor comes to kindness. Did y'all hear what I just said? Favor comes to kindness. So if there's a this insinuates that if there's a true humility, there's a false humility. The scripture insinuates it. It's a false humility. Like in your head, you know, you all that. Nah, I was just, you know what I mean? That's my, I didn't really even know the song. It was my first time singing it, but thank you. Oh, I pre, uh, the, no, that's false humility. You know what I thought was a demonic word in Christendom, in my church growing up? Thank you. I thought those words were demonic. Brother Tayu, I played the organ. Brother Tayu killed that organ today. Oh man, God, God is when God did it. God, God is God. Is, God is. Take time to accept that appreciation. Thank you. I did practice. I did rehearse. We ultimately know it's the Lord, but take time to receive that. Thank you very much. 
We work very hard, and you know, God is just, it's going to come. But that false humility, not me. It ain't me, it's God. Well, he, uh, you let him use you, you surrender to his, I don't know. You understand what I'm saying? So later for that false humility, somebody just look at your neighbor and say, thank you. You ain't even say nothing, but I know you're thinking something nice about me, so thank you. You might like my earrings, you might like my outfit. You ain't said it, but I want to respond and say, thank you. Look at somebody else and say, thank you. I know you're thinking something. You're thinking something. Success comes through humility and the fear of the Lord. Hi. All right. Thanks for waving at me. I'm waving at you back. Thanks for coming today. These things the Lord hates. The next scripture says, let me move quickly. I'm sorry. These six things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are repulsive to him. Repulsive meaning an abomination. Abomination means it literally makes him nauseous. I'd rather make God mad than make God sick. Okay? These things the Lord hates, seven are nauseous, makes him nauseous. The first thing on the list is what? Y'all can read. The first thing on the list is a proud look. That is the first thing. Before anything else, you would think God will murder because you took my, ch- my child's life out of the earth. You would think murder is on the top of the list of the thing God hates. Murder ain't even on there. I just want y'all to know that. Because God views death differently to be absent from the body. <laughs> I ain't going to get on that. But you would think God will, will say like, yo, death and killing murders. For, no, a proud look is first to him. Because that's the th- it looks most like Lucifer. Pride looks most like Lucifer. And I'm about to tell you all something. Lucifer in heaven was the, the, the angel of light. He was, I mean, beautiful. Right? He said, I will be as the most high God. This is why God doesn't bless some of us. Because he'll bless you so good that you start looking good to yourself. Look at all I got. Look at all I'm working with. Look at all I'm, look at all I'm, and all that just looks like Satan. And Satan leads us with pride because he knows that looks most like him because no matter somebody said uh we were watching somebody in our studies and someone said uh uh um something to the effect of people think the devil is not messing with people in the world he's only messing with the christians like since i got saved the devil been on my dress but when i was in the world i had as if the devil likes anybody The devil has no side. You can't be on the devil's side. He comes to kill. He has no side. Nobody's on the devil's side. He's not kind to the world and mean to the church. He's an evil, vindictive, cunning, nasty. Oh, my God. He hates us, period, the study said, because we look like God. Not saved people, mankind. We are made in the image. Every time he looks at you, he sees an expression of God. He hates you because you look like your good father. He ha- Whether you're living right or living wrong, the devil hates you because you're still in his image. If I'm ratchet, I'm in his image. If I'm righteous, I'm still in his image. Tell your neighbor, I look like God right now. You never not look like God. Which is why he hates when we engage in certain sins, because it's like God is sleeping around. You're showing the world this is how God looks cussing and drinking, sleeping around, and whatever it is. I mean, I'm just saying vague, general things, because all of those things are not evil. They could be sins, but it's not evil. Okay, never mind. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Okay, so evil is different than sins. Even though some people manifest sins from an evil heart. Evil is just, I mean, you just, you're you're postured against anything good, period. You're just evil. Some people just want to gratify themselves, and then they commit sins. Doesn't make them an evil person. 
Eve wasn't evil. She just wanted to taste that fruit. But evil came in through self-service, self-satisfaction. Be careful of things that don't seem evil, but it satisfies you and it's against the word. It ain't that bad. I mean, I'm just going, okay, self-satisfaction opens the door to all evil. I'm not hating God, but the love of money. I'm not an evil person, but the love of money is the root that opens the door to evil. Oh, be careful. All right, so I'm sorry I got on that. A proud look is the number one thing. The Bible says, don't think more highly of yourselves than you ought to. You're amazing and you're all that, but you're not. Look at your neighbor and say, you are. No, don't close your mouth. You are. You're amazing. We love you, but don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. That's a proud look. The attitude that makes one overestimate oneself and discount others. So you live an overestimated view of yourselves and an underestimated view of your neighbor. You think you all that, but your neighbor might got the power you need. You think you all that, but your neighbor might have the word, y'all. Tell your neighbor, I might have your word. Careful how you handle me. Careful how you treat me. Careful how you just walk by me seamlessly. I might have what you need. It might be a hug. It might be a smile. It might be a dollar. You don't know what I'm working with. You don't know. Pregnant people don't always look pregnant. But it don't mean I ain't carrying nothing inside of me. You ain't got to see it. I'm carrying y'all quiet in here. Is anybody carrying anything on the inside of you? Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. So even in success, understand, hey, we're many members but one body. Even if you have an empire and a huge computer business and you started the whole thing, you cannot underestimate anyone because you need your staff to remain rich. You need somebody unless you just got all computers around you. Looking like, like, you need somebody. Tell your neighbor, I might actually need you. I think. And not just for a ride home after church. I might need you. One more thing I'm going to tell you to tell somebody on this point. Say, don't underestimate me. Because that's another thing that breeds pride. So now you've been underestimated, but you know you're carrying greatness. So now you respond in arrogance like, I'm somebody. Now you're screaming, I'm significant. I got value. Because you've been so oppressed and so overlooked and treated so wrong, you feel like you got to scream your worth. Tell your neighbor, let, ooh, it's a scripture actually. I ain't going to say it. It's a scripture in Psalms. You can look it up. It says, let another man praise you and not your own lips. Look it up. I should have put it on the board. Look at your neighbor and say, let another man praise you. Not your own lips. Stay awesome silently. And what you do in secret, he'll reward you openly. Are you hearing me? Stay awesome in silence. You ain't got to post every great thing you're doing. I, 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 never mind. I, I. All right. Some people's pages on, on social media is just a platform to praise yourself. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. Look at let another man do it. That's humility. All right. Here we go. So that's in success. Understand, I didn't do this by myself. Even if you feel like you, you did, the Lord gave you the strength, the wisdom, the intelligence to have the success that you have. So that should pour in humility even in success. In disappointments, let's move it quickly. Studies say that one lesson you should learn from failure or disappointments is humility. That God allows disappointments at certain times just to kind of remind us that we're not him. 
in our human, in your, in, your, in your conscious now, you're like, I know I'm not him. In your subconscious, the old man always leaned towards self-praise. Your old nature always leans towards pride and, and you and you. So God allows disappointment. If everything always worked out for you every time, you would think you, you got the Midas touch. So God allows you to touch some things and it remains how it is. It don't turn to gold. He allows certain disappointments for a broken heart. There's a certain thing called a healthy broken heart. It's healthy. My wife alluded to it earlier. God is drawn to a contrite spirit and a broken heart. He's attracted to broken hearts. Not he left me. Not that broken heart. Not we're getting divorced. Not that broken heart. Not I didn't get the promotion or I got fired. Not that broken heart. No, no, he's not drawn to that broken heart. But through those disappointments, he can cultivate the brokenness that you are as a person. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So there should be like a, a humility in that. Let's talk about it a little bit. Paul, uh, Psalm says, this punishment brought, this punishment you brought me through was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. What does David talk about? King James said it was good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. This version says, the punishment you brought me through was the best thing that could have ever happened to me, for it taught me your ways. Now this is David talking in Psalms, so he says the punishment. We know that God, after the cross, removed the punishment. This is before the cross. There's no punishment for us now, okay? We, we, yes, that's a good thank you Jesus moment. There's no punishment for us now. There's only consequence, okay? So he's not talking about the punishment from doing wrong or not like that. If you're ever disappointed or things don't go your way, it teaches you God's ways. Because we know his word, but we don't know his ways. It's a difference between his, y'all. There's a difference between his word and his ways. And as I studied it a little more, I found out there's a difference between his word, his ways, and his works. Go to the next scripture, please. Let's move this along. He showed his ways to Moses, but his miracles to Israel. Because <laughs> he met with Moses face to face. Israel knew him through his works. There, when you are intimate with God, when you got a closer relationship, he reveals his ways. This is why I wanted to do it that way. This is how I want it done. This is the intent behind it. Moses understood God's intent. The children of Israel only saw his works. Some believers only got a, 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 a what he's done for me relationship. We're only related to God through what he's done, but we have no idea who he is. It's time for us to go from works to ways. Look at your neighbor and say, let's go from works to ways. I don't just want to be connected to him through what he's done for me. I want to know him in the power of his might, in the fellowship of his suffering. I want to know you. He showed his ways to Moses because they were close. But he showed his miracles to the children of Israel because they weren't as close. What's your relationship? Do you only recognize God through happenings? Or can you recognize him in the wilderness? I don't know what's going on, but I know, ooh. See, ways mean character. Ways mean, I know his ways. I know his character. I'm going through something right now, but you know what? All things. That's somebody who knows his, his ways. If you go through something and you're disappointed, you always need miracles for God to be God. But for some of us, we don't need a miracle. We can walk through the wilderness saying, yay. Though I, oh, though I walk, y'all quiet, through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not shaken, I'm not moved, I'm not scared, because I know his ways. He's with me. High five somebody say, he's with me. This is how he does it. I know his ways. This is how it happens. I sow in tears first, but then I reap in joy. This is how he does it. Suffering of this present time, then the glory later. I know his ways. Everybody that know his ways, scream! Yeah. 
Speaking of ways, in my 12 minutes left, speaking of ways, how do we have humility in process? I wish I could talk about uh, disappointments more. Like humility and disappointments is a big thing, but hopefully maybe this will be a series and we'll revisit it soon. So keep living with us, okay? How do I have humility in the process? This is the most, one of the most challenging things because I look at the children of Israel when I think of process. They came out of Egypt, going to the promised land, like they're obeying him. Moses, the deliverer came. They saw 10 plagues on their enemies that they never seen before in their lives. They've been slaves for hundreds of years. So this batch of people only knows slavery, only knows bondage. And then they see frogs everywhere. Like, our God did that? See flies everywhere. Like, oh, so that's the God they was talking about. Okay, that's the God. And see darkness, see blood, and see all this. And then the death angel. And then the Red Sea. So they're like, whoa, we're going to the promised land, don't we? Yeah. When you come out of something, knowing you're on the way to what God has promised you, you still got to be humble. Because we celebrate so much the fact that we came out. I ain't about things I used to do. I don't do no more. Places I used to go. I don't do that. We get arrogant. Don't let your celebration turn into selfish arrogance. Celebrate you made it out, but don't be puffed up about it. Because you didn't bring you out. I said you didn't bring you out. God brought you out. Let's go to the scripture really quick, I guess. Let's go to that scripture. Remember how the Lord led you through the wilderness for these 40 years to humble you, to test you, and to prove your what? Can y'all say that a little louder? Prove your what? And to find out whether you will obey his commands. So the Lord brought them out of Egypt and then took them through the wilderness to humble them. They were slaves. How much more humble? That's the lowest office for a human besides, well, that was jail back in the day. That's the lowest office for any human being, slavery. Where you don't have your own life, you are totally bound by your owner. That is the lowest form of living. That's like a pet. Like you buy a dog. You bought slaves. The dog does what you wanted to do. You feed it a little just so it can keep you happy. That's what they did with slaves. Do what I want you to do. I feed you a little just to keep me happy. I don't. So they were slaves. So why would they have to be humble? The Lord told me humility is not a position of your circumstance. It's the position of your heart. So you could have a humbling situation and not be humble. I say it all the time. I see uh, homeless people on the streets or bums on the street with arrogance. You ain't got $20? Okay. You got a Maserati, though. I'm like, yeah. Like, how you going to be in a humble place, prideful or, or not humble? How do you have that type of uh, uh, attitude in a humble place? A lot of people grew up in the hood. I grew up in a very urban place called Camden, New Jersey. Murder capital of the world. Most violent. Yeah. Camden is very rural, very urban, very ghetto, very hood, very bad. Right? Very bad. But ain't a lot of humble people there. I got humble beginnings, but not a lot of humble people. If you grew up less fortunate, your mom... Should have had humility. I'm not sure if she did. Whoever you grew up with, if you're up, see, arrogance is cultivated through the anger of your circumstance. So you're so mad that you ain't got money to make ends meet that you got to blame something in somebody because it can't be you. You're responsible. You know how to handle money. You got faith. So it can't be you. You got to blame something in somebody. So now you are so angry that you become arrogant and you're in a humble place. You're still broke. How are you not nice and you broke? I just want to ask that. I just want to. How do you have space to be mean to anyone and you don't have money to make ends meet? It's not all about money. I'm just using that as a gauge of character. Okay, how, how, how could you be so arrogant? So some people become arrogant about being alone 
Because they hate that they're alone and they feel lonely, so they just become arrogant. Why is arrogance the response? So most people who have humbling situations have arrogant attitudes. Because pride covers the hurt for you. Because to be humble in a humble place is humiliating. Humility appears humiliating. Jesus was humbled and he was humiliated. If you're going to walk in humility, accept that you may appear to be humiliated your, the whole way. Jesus was humiliated or humbled until he died. You might appear to your friends and family members as living a humiliated life. And I don't mean sad. And, and I mean in your posture and in your kindness and in your giving and in your love. And even if they cut off the ear of somebody, you put it back on and you just, you just walk in humility. You appear humiliated. But because nobody wants to be humiliated, nobody walks in humility. You might gotta be hum- you're gonna have to be humble until the day. Jesus was humble till the end. He looked, he looked like he looked like the loser until he completely lost. Jesus looked like the loser until he died. But there's a certain phrase called the third day. Good God Almighty! Look at somebody say, thank God for that third day. He looked like he lost until the third day. He got up. With all power in his hand, now he lives forever and he reigns forever. And we partake in that Christ, the risen Savior. But humility is to tread the waters of humiliation. Can you get that low? I teach the staff here and everybody who serves, no job is beneath you. You just mess around be a children's church officiant and just walk by trash like, I, 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 I'm in charge of five to nine-year-olds. You're just so hype about your position that that job is now too small for you. That's not humility. I'm sorry y'all live as big on humility, so, you know. Also in process, humility in process. I said this and I'm going to continue to move. I'm almost done, y'all. Isn't this good? And I know it's quiet. I know it's kind of like, I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm trying to bring you up. But if we don't accept this, you will never. And I can feel it. I can feel like last week it was so good. We was running around the church talking about wonder to empower to activate. Now he's talking about, oh, well, what you think this is? A circus? This ain't no circus. This is real life right here. And if we're going to come up, we're going to have to take the hard lessons with the easy ones. I'm not playing. We're not playing here. We're not trying to have a popular church. We're trying to have a powerful church. We're trying to have people in here that got integrity, that got character, that got favor and power with God, that walk in wisdom and not emotions. We're going to be a real people, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. That's who I'm teaching today. So if you're quiet, maybe you're not part of that royalty. But if you are, shout right now. A wise son loves the father's correction. Quietness does not intimidate me. Process. Humility in the process. You cannot project your process on someone else. You can't project it. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how to say this. Well, I'm not going to use that story. I'll use another story that I use Wednesday. My wife and I were separated. And I'm like, we're going to counseling. I'm thinking, okay, now is a good time to start talking about getting back together. We're doing good. I'm feeling good. Of course, I'm feeling good because I want the marriage back. So I'm like, babe, so you think, could we go out to eat tonight? No, I'm not really feeling dinner tonight. Oh, I thought we had a good conversation yesterday. We did. Oh. And when I said to you this morning, I said, good morning, baby. I love you. You said, good morning. I love you, too. So I thought, I thought like, lunch was inevitable. I thought we can go to lunch real quick and just come right back. I wasn't going to keep you on. We could drive separate cars if you want. I just wanted to know if we... In my head, I'm like, how she come on now? I'm doing everything. Come on. I'm thinking by now, she should be good enough and healed enough 
to restore this marriage, but you can't project process, especially if you're the offender. Ooh. Come on, I apologize. So what you apologize? Okay. If I'm, if I'm down here praising and I hit, hit Ladarius by accident, bah, my bad, my bad. It's not going to take the pain. It still hurts. Even though you apologize, I still got to process this pain. Apologies do not remove pain. So stop thinking it's over because you said, I'm sorry. Now can we go? No, hold on. Let me deal with this for a second. That was crazy what you just did. That was really crazy. You feel me? Let me deal with this for a second. And it'll be better for you if I dealt with it. Because if I go with you unhealed, it's going to mess up. Ooh, it'll make the journey worse. Y'all need to let your friends have some space. Go ahead and deal with it. I'm sorry, bro. Hit me when you all right. I'm sorry, sis. Hit me when you good. Because when you project your process, you ruin the relationship. Look at your neighbor and say, take your time. Take your time. I'll be here whenever you want to call me. I'll be right here. Text me in by, I'm sorry, take your time because I value this relationship. I want you in my life. I understand that I have just offended you and I can't rush your process. Somebody in our choir passed not too long ago and we loved him. He was our son. And people was at the funeral was like, stop, wipe your tears. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. You know he's with the Lord. Do you know God? Don't stop crying. I'm like, man, if you don't get out of my face, this ain't five Christmases later. It's the funeral. Get out of my face and let me cry. There's a time to mourn. So let me take my time. I am biblically allowed to cry over this. So let me grieve properly and not just be happy to please you and go home dysfunctional. Tell your neighbor, let me take my time. Let me take my time. I'm not as quick as you. I'm not as easy as you. It affected me differently than it affected you. Let me take my time. We might not go to cheese fa Cheesecake Factory tonight. It don't mean I hate you, but let me take... Let me take my time. So you got to be humble in the process. That's right. Um, my apologies. You got to be humble and not arrogant. Like she just, she just want to be mad. No, Ty, you don't know her. She want to be mad. What woman want to be mad in here? What guy, what male, what person, what human wants to be upset? Which takes me to my last one. Humility and offenses. I guess I'm already talking about it. Humility and offenses. It is so challenging not to be violently angry after some offenses. It is challenging to not slap somebody to Mars after what they did to you. Does anybody have a Mars slap in your right hand? Reserved. Now come by, hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a slap reserved. I'm saving this slap. <laughs> to Mars. Look at your neighbor and say, Mars. It is so challenging not to slap people to Mars after what they said about you. You're going to talk behind my back. I paid for, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, what what she say? When she said it went what? It's so challenging not to do it. Because the truth is, and Liv, could I tell y'all this in my second closing? Y'all only got three. The truth is, they may very well deserve it. So can I give you that consolation right there? Let me agree with you. They deserve it. They deserve it. <laughs> Consequence, right. <laughs> they deserve it. I mean, there's a reserved spot in Mars for their face. 
Soon as they did that, Mars just carved out the space. I hate, she's coming here soon. So let me agree with you, they deserve it. But humility kicks in when you consider what you deserve that God didn't do to you. It got quiet on my religious side, so let me walk over here to the saved side. When you think about all the offenses you've done against God, and he responded with love, goodness, and mercy, all of your anger should go through that filter. Y'all quiet. I'm not saying don't address it. I'm not saying don't confront them, but the hows matter. Y'all missing what I'm saying. The hows matter. The how, how you confront them reveals humility or arrogance. Not whether you confront them or not. How you talk about it. How? Do not seek to avenge yourselves. You are friends with a sinner saved by grace. You are friends with a sinner in process of salvation. You are married to a sinner in process of salvation. How do I know that? Because you are a sinner. I am a sinner in the process of salvation. I'm saved by grace through faith. So I'm grateful for salvation, but I'm still in process. If you make no mistakes and offend no one, I understand your arrogance. But some of us ain't apologized for who we offended three years ago. But popping off on somebody that offended you three minutes ago. I'm not saying it pushed the fire completely out, but it goes from a burning house to a match. <laughs> so, so you remove the lake of fire and come to know with a match. That really hurt me when you did that. But see how pitiful humility looks? But it's the strongest, oh, it is the strongest trait and character of God. God said, we can all fight for the highest. Fight. Oh, you hurt me? I hurt you. You hurt me? We see it in the hood all the time. You, you shoot up my block, I shoot up your block. You shoot my cousin, I shoot your cousin. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, leg for leg. You crazy? Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, leg for leg. You crazy? Eye for eye, lie for lie, leg for leg. You crazy? We see it all the time. God is saying, I can, we can battle. Y'all can get on the instruments. We can battle that. You sin, I punish you. You mad, you punish, you sin again. I punish you again. You sin again. And I'll get you. And this is the Old Testament. This is what the Old Testament looked like. You mess up, you bring a, I'll punish you. All right, I'll bring a goat and cover my sins. Woo. Then I sin again and he punishes us. And then I bring a lamb and he forgives us. And then I sin again. God is like, I can keep, I can keep one up in you. I got eternity to do this. You don't. So God said, Jesus, 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 I need you to do me a favor because we're going to keep battling all until I come back. Till, can you? So God took the humble route. He humbled himself and became man. He said, the only way we're going to end this sin, punishment, sin, judgment, wrong, right battle is if I show Love instead of punishment. Love trumps. We're going to say it like this. What's the next scripture? Next scripture. Quickly, so I can let these beautiful people go home. Respond gently when you are confronted and you will diffuse the rage. King James says, a soft answer turneth away wrath. So we can keep our, shut up, you 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 shut up. We can keep going back and forth. I can't believe you did that. Oh, really? You can't believe I did that. Do you remember when we went to the circus in 1989 and you did that? Oh, you're going to go to 1989, but what about in 2003? We could do that all day and rage will continue to escalate. The only thing more powerful than rage is humility. The only thing more powerful than anger is humility. Because all you're going to do is you punch them and I punch you. It's going to escalate to something physical because you got too much pride to come low. You're going to argue with your friend or your spouse or your boss until it's physical or until people got to separate you because both have too much pride to get low. 
Well, you could have ended it after the first confrontation with a soft. I know we don't like this. Responding with a sharp, cutting words will only make it. Do you know that being angry can ruin the testimony of even the wisest men? That's the wisest guy I know. But if you see him in the corner, no, get off me, get off me. No. Oh, man. He loses his testimony because his character is not that of humility. See how the Bible tied wisdom and humility? If you're wise, you'll get low. If you're foolish and immature and you got to get your point across, you encourage rage. So you go to sleep, they go to sleep, and the sun goes down on your wrath. Why are you that mad that you got to carry it till you go to sleep? Either confront them and resolve it peacefully or release it before you go to bed. Like, don't go to bed. <laughs> now you go to bed with a hardened heart and wake up with a harder heart. You ever go to bed mad and have bad dreams? That's God telling you, stop. Okay. And we wake up still prideful. I had a dream was about to happen to you. No, that was you. They was talking to you. I mean, it was my face in the dream, but I know it's you because what you did to me. No, it's you, Cynthia. It's you. Any Cynthia's in here today? None? Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, the hows matter. I'm closing, love. You can come up here with me. Get the mic because I know you might have to. You can wear your slides. You good, sweetheart. Ladies, y'all know when them heels start hurting, you got to. Look, they love you more now. You, you thought you'd be embarrassed. They like, yes, first lady, yeah. They so happy. They like, see, babe, I told you. They changing their shoes right now. <laughs> One more time, say the house matter. Most of us are not interested in diffusing the situation. We're interested in winning. We're interested in being right and not righteous. In arguments, in offenses, focus more on being righteous than being right. Because you can be all right and still crucified. You could have done no wrong and still died like you did. <laughs> Take the, it's not about being right, it's about being righteous. Are y'all hearing that? The house matter. The next scripture really quickly. All right. It says, instead, speak the truth. Whoa. Whoa. We sell it. Somebody say the house matter. Speak the truth in love. When you're offended, yo, that hurt me. Say it in love. The house matter. And it reveals humility or arrogance. I'm not telling you not to speak the truth. And some of us celebrate that we told somebody off because it was true. Like, and I told him, you ain't going to come up straight. Who said that? And I told her, you ain't about to. You told her the truth, but not in love. So that gets no respect from heaven. That's something you took into your own hands. And the outcome of it is on you too. Because you left heaven out of it. Because heaven told you what we respond to. Speaking the truth in love. Number one, uh, uh, help me close. You, when you're up here, it helps me close. Thank you. Number one, whoever you are offended by, chances are you like them or love them. I mean, they're a friend or they're a spouse. I mean, jobs sometimes situation gets different, but for the most part, if somebody really gets under your skin, it's because of how much you've invested your heart to them. They got a piece of you. So speak from that place like man I really love you and that hurt speak from that place the love place and not the offended place thank you for that clap speak how do we start how do we become friends man we hung out come from that good place and speak to them so humble yourself get low and say man I, I love you it just Every time you just yell at me about the trash, it's just like, Aah. 
Like, here's the love of my life screaming about to the top of her lungs about the trash. I'm sorry, I forget it. I'm trying to do better. But I, I love you, and I don't want that argument in our house about some trash. So I'll try to be more responsible, but right. could you, could us work on it together. I'm going to do that, and if you could say it another way. But that's how you act when you're dating. You real humble when you're dating, but that's false humility because it's manipulation because you want something out of... So are you really nice or are you a manipulator? Because if you're really humble and kind, it'll happen in all instances. But if your boyfriend turn real quick, question the kind part. If your girl turn real quick, question when she was nice. You understand what I'm saying? Question the nice part. Like, okay, is that really, if you're just getting into a relationship with each other. We've been married 21 years this year, so I kind of know. We kind of know. The house matter. I got two more scriptures. Oh. Oh, I got. Oh. Oof. Okay. I have nine more slides. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to share with you guys on this. This is a core value of our church. We are full of the posture and perspective of humility. And we, will, we know the advantages of it. We know the favor that comes from it. We know the strength that's in it. If somebody slaps you, it's easy to slap back. It's expected and it's weak. It says, I have no temperance. I have no self-control. And I got to respond how you want me to respond. That's weak. But strength is, turn the other cheek. I feel y'all right now. I feel y'all. That was for Jesus. I ain't Jesus. That's arrogance right there. That's arrogance right there. Humility gets low. And this is not the funnest message to teach, especially to people who love that space and that me, 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 me. But this should be comforting, confirmation, and just good to those who really know him and know his ways, because you know his ways is that of humility. Live, we will not be an arrogant church. We will not be an arrogant people. We will not have false humility. How you doing? Good. Why be that type of person? That's too much energy. Up, down, oh my gosh. Can I not serve today? I'm not in the best of moods. Can I not be an usher? Yeah, relax. Enjoy. Yeah, so you ain't got to be. Yeah. Exactly. Humility. When you get low, you begin to see him take you up. I'm, I am going to say one scripture. Just to, let, to, to, to culminate the whole thing. Slide number 16, please. <laughs> it says, humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. Again, that's a privilege. You can all stand. We can stand. That helps me shut up too. <laughs> Humble yourselves. Look at this. In the sight of the Lord. Do y'all hear that? So that don't mean in front of people. That means really be humble at heart. Man looks at the outward. God looks at the heart. So when you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, that means you truly go through the transformation in your heart from callous to a heart of flesh. And when you do that, he shall. That means it's a guarantee. Lift you, somebody say, up! When I get low, he lifts me up. We're all going home together. If you can cease from walking for two minutes, thank you. For, thank you. If you cannot walk, please, thank you so much. I know you guys are trying to beat the rush or you're trying to make your appointment at Cheesecake Factory. Just give, give, us, give us a few minutes. Thank you so much. No walking. We're leaving right now. I just want to pray with everyone that the spirit of humility just overtakes us. And from the inside out, we exude it. Father, in the name of Jesus we come boldly to the throne of grace, humbly, knowing that it's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, and your compassions, they fail not. So because of your faithfulness, I'm still here, and I'm still alive, not because of any good thing I've done. I embrace humility now. Arrogance has blocked success long enough. My attitude has blocked my next level long enough.
My way has hindered my come up long enough. Today I get low. Today I get down. I humble myself. And I believe you lift me up. Give me your heart. Show me your ways and not just your works. And I will follow you in the name of Jesus. Everybody say, Lord Jesus. Today I humble myself in your presence. May I always be aware of your presence. I thank you for the spirit of humility being released now and receiving. I wish I could lay hands on everybody in here. Lay hands on yourself and say, I receive the spirit of humility in my heart right now. Now begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Thank you, Jesus, for humility. Thank you, God, for true humility. Thank you, God, for just getting down, getting low. I don't have to respond arrogantly. I, I check myself. I humble myself. And you exalt me in due time. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.